0: Matthew 5 in verse 6 is this blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Everyone say filled. Ew. And that's what we want this year is to be filled, to be flooded, full of God. Come on, Empty of self, full of God. Yeah. What did John the Baptist say? He must, or I must decrease he must decrease. let's try that again I must decrease. he must decrease. and I don't know about you but I want that more than any other time in my life right now I want I want Zach Weber to decrease. Amen. Amen. I want my wants my desires my dreams I want those de- to, to decrease. I want him in me to increase. Amen. I want this to be a year where I go to another level in the Lord. Yeah. But what's it gonna take? I don't know about you, you can come with me. Hallelujah. But what's it gonna take to get to that next level? Hunger. Everyone say hunger. Hunger. Thirst. 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 It's gonna take hunger and thirst. Amen. After, after what? More of the Lord, yeah. We come in, we get hungry for the Lord. Oh, We get hungry for His Spirit. Oh, Lord, touch me. Oh, Lord, fill me. And last week we talked a little bit, bit about to be, you know, to develop hunger, you need to develop a spiritual appetite. We talked a little bit about spiritual junk food. and But, you know, to be filled, what does that mean, too? That you also need to be empty. Right? You need to be empty. Empty of what? Empty of yourself. You know, when I went to the Lord... Uh, back in 2008, when I didn't even know what the baptism in the Holy Ghost was, I didn't even know such a thing was available. I never heard of a Pentecostal church before. I mean, I'm sure I did, but I never really clicked. I, uh, I didn't know what that was. And uh, I read the book of Acts, and I saw in Acts 2, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And you know for a year I got, I, that was my quest. I thought if that's in the Bible then I want that. Amen. And so really it took a year to really under, even understand what it meant to empty myself. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. What it meant to, to, to take time every day, really make room for more of God in my life. Amen put some things aside. You know, and and eventually got to one week where I was so uh, hungry, uh, I I had that desire for the Lord, I couldn't even barely sleep at night. It's like I wanted to pray more than I wanted to sleep. I wanted to read His Word more than I wanted to sleep. I wanted more of His Word than I wanted food. I know we are on the fast, but I'm sorry to bring this up. (laughs) Amen. Food, hunger during the fast. Amen. However, I wanted that more than, I wanted His presence And I wanted that, what I read in Acts 2 more than anything in my life. So, really, it finally went, it was a a year, but then it was a week. Sunday, I I began to cry out, Lord, and I said this, if I'm anointed of you, touch me. I didn't even know what the anointing was. I thought, you know, I I didn't, honestly, I don't even know what I thought it was. It just sounded good to say, if I'm anointed of you, (laughs) touch me. (laughs) I knew the Lord called me to ministry when I was four years old, I knew. I, "Lord, if I'm anointed of you, touch me." And then I didn't know what touch me meant. What does touch me mean? The only thing I could relate touch me to was being in a service where a lady was singing a song and then you get goosebumps. Whoever got goosebumps and you know, and I thought if that's the touch, then I want that. And I wanted what was in Acts 2. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They spoke in another language as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so I began to cry out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. By, By Thursday, I was waking up in the middle of the night, throwing my hands in the air. You know, I was just reading last night in the Word, the second to the last Psalm, it said, lay that, no, it says, even in their bed, they'll sing praises to you. I was in my bed. I was praising the Lord last night, and I thought I'm gonna open up the Bible. I opened up that Psalm, and it says, "Even on their bed they'll praise you." While well, I was doing that, even on my bed, I was waking up, throwing my hands in the air, "Lord, touch me, touch me." Didn't know what it was. Didn't know what that meant. You know, never been in Doctor Rodney Howard Brown meeting. You know, I, I didn't know. And then Sunday came around. My mom and my dad, they were in uh, Pennsylvania. Mom was ministering somewhere. Of course, this was before mom had the fire. This was when she would go and sing the most depressing southern gospel music you've ever heard in your life. One song was, it was actually the most happy-go-lucky song about how today I might die. You know, <laughs> you know she would, one day you're in the valley, one day you're, you know, it was It was hilarious. And the funniest part was when she did get the fire, after I went to Bible school she got the fire. I think the funniest part was mom would go back, sing these valley songs, but then the anointing was there. In the middle of the song she would stop singing and start preaching. And people would get healed. You know her spirit even do. Like "Ah, that's that's wrong. So mom and dad they were in in Pennsylvania. And so I didn't go to church that morning because I figured in my mind... Because of the church I was going to, you know, it wasn't spirit filled. And I figured in my mind, if I was going to, I have a better chance of getting touched by the Lord in my bedroom than I did at that church, you know. And they were wonderful people. They really were. And I'm not saying I shouldn't have gone. You know, I was like 18 and I thought, oh, parents are gone. I'm just going to stay home and sleep in. And, uh, and so I did. And so they had a Sunday night service. And I had all my plans. Here I am, Mr. Hungry for God. The Lord, I want your touch and here I am Sunday night rolls around and I had my night all planned out. You know I had 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 cancer. Make-A-Wish bought me a $7,000 gaming computer. I still have it today. And uh, so I had my whole day planned out that I was going to go and play video games all night. So I remember I was I went to the kitchen, I got a bag of sun chips, brand new bag of sun chips, and a soda, a Pepsi. And I went to the kitchen, I grabbed my soda, I grabbed my Pepsi, and I'm walking back into my bedroom, and as I get to the living room area, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, Go to church tonight. And I heard that, and you know, I had never really had the Lord speak to me like this. So it was like new. But I knew it was the Lord, but then it's like, I don't know. So I'm walking, the Lord said, go to church tonight. Now, I looked at the clock, it was 6.40. It takes me 35 minutes. I was over in Cooperdale. It takes me 35 minutes to get to church, and I'm not the type of person that likes to be late. I worked at Bueller's during that time. I was never late. I was always 10 minutes early. That's how my parents trained me, never be late. So I was always early. And the Lord said, go to church tonight. I look at the clock. I look in my bedroom with the gaming computer sparkling, you know. And I, I, and I said this, I said, no, Lord, I said, I'm not going to go to church tonight. I said, why would I, no, I, I said, Lord, I'm going to play video games, you know. And I, and I just said that out loud by chance, if this is the Lord speaking, I want, I want Him to know what I'm doing, you know, and so, because I didn't know for sure. And I keep walking, and then the Lord speaks to me. It stopped me dead in my tracks. He said, go to church tonight. And I stopped and I said, oh, Lord, no. <laughs> Just like that. I said, no. And, and I walked and I got to this couch, and the Lord spoke to me a third time. And it was so loud that I started to shake. And it was almost like, what part of go to church tonight? Don't you understand? <laughs> and he said it like, he said, go to church tonight. And it stopped me. I stopped. I had this little white Bashan. Me and Edie were looking at dogs yesterday. I was pulling up the Bichons. You know. I had this little white Bichon, you know, on the couch. And I stopped and I said, Okay, Lord, I'll go to church tonight. And when I said, I'll go to church tonight, suddenly this expectancy rose up in my heart. And I knew that I knew that I knew. If the Lord is telling me to go to church tonight, that means, and it all started to click, that means He's going to touch me. And I began to think, you know that is true. It is always those services I don't want to go to that are always the best one. This is probably going to be the greatest service tonight. And I picked up my little dog, Jinxie, and I began to shake her. I said, Jinxie, God's going to touch me tonight. (laughs) I threw her on the couch. She started to shake, not under the anointing, she was just a timid dog. Went behind a pillow and just watched me as I got ready and I went to church. And so the whole way from Cooperdale down 541, I'm flying around the curves going 55 miles an hour. I mean, I'm going, you know, which you shouldn't do, by the way. And, uh, and I'm going, and the whole way there, I'm thanking God. I said, Thank you, Lord, that tonight is the night that you're going to touch me. And in my mind, because I'm still of this mindset that the touch, like, uh, surely someone, when I get there, they're going to pray for me and then I'll get touched, yeah, right? That's what I'm thinking, but then I'm thinking the people there that minister don't really pray for people or do anything. (laughs) You know what I mean. So I'm thinking it it must be such a move of God in there that. And I'm thinking, man, when I walk in, I bet I'm gonna feel the presence of God. I'm. I bet. I bet God's just moving in there. I bet I'm going to walk in and the, I bet the Holy Ghost is on the guy preaching and he's going to lay hands on me and something's going to happen. And I knew they didn't believe in tongues, but I, said, I thought as I'm driving there, I bet everyone in there is praying in tongues. You know, I, I would just had this preconceived idea of what was going to happen. How many of you guys know that sometimes you can work everything out in your head and that doesn't mean that that's the way that God's going to do it. Yeah. And you can't allow yourself to get disappointed just because God didn't move in your box. Right? So, so I get there and I pull into the parking lot and, and I, I go in. And as I go through those double doors, and I'm expecting to go in and God's just... I mean, I'm expecting something. As I walk in those doors, suddenly this cold air hit my face. And I felt the familiar feeling of, of spiritual death... Dry, cold, the frozen chosen, you know, and and just to set it up, you walk in and how this church was. I'm not trying to beat up; they're great people, they're wonderful people. However, how it was is there were about 14 rows because it was a huge building. There's about 14, 15 rows, and there's probably about 20 people, and they all sat in the back two rows. So then there's 11 empty rows and then there's a man standing in 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 a monotone voice kinda you know ministering and uh, and it was really a funny thing to look at it's almost like while you're back there why don't you just get binoculars so you can see the guy up there you know so and I don't know why they had so many rows but anyway but I walk in and it's just it's just dry it's just dry so I was immediately kinda disappointed so I anyway ended up on the second row so here I am in the second row there's about eight empty rows, and then there's two full rows, and so I'm in front of everybody. But I wasn't trying to be in front of everybody. I just want to sit up towards the front. I don't want to sit way in the back, you know. I'm just—I never like sitting in the back. I want to, be, you know what I mean? If I'm at a concert, where do I want to be? Up front? Do I want to be in the back row looking at someone's neck? If you look in front of you, it's someone's neck, right? So, so anyway, I'm just up there and everything, and I sat through the meeting and. Nothing happened. It was just nothing happened. And, and I sat there, and, and then it was at the end. I don't know what he even ministered on. I'm sure it was good, but I don't know. Because I was sitting there the whole time angry and upset. Because I thought, Lord, this is not even right. You, I thought you told me to come tonight, and then, then I'm even questioning if I even know God's voice. You know what I mean? Because I've attached all my preconceived stuff to what God told me to do, which is wrong. And so I'm sitting there and I just begin to get upset and I start moaning to the Lord. I said, Lord, it's not even right. I said, you, I said, "I was going to play video games all night and I was going to be happy doing that. I didn't want to come to this and then nothing happens. And I said, I don't even feel like I got anything. And I'm just moaning to the Lord. And so they ended the service with three worship songs, which I love to worship. So, you know, they had everyone stand to their feet and I go and I, I have my eyes closed. I'm in the motions, hands raised, and I'm still moaning to the Lord. I said, Lord, it's not even right. I said, Lord, I just wanted to come, and I thought you were going to touch me, and I, da 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 da, da. We'll Get to the second song. Get to the third song, and I realize what I'm doing. I'm murmuring, and I learned in kids' church that that was wrong. So I'm, I'm complaining to the Lord, and during the worship... And so I repented right there. And as my hands are lifted, my eyes are closed. I'm talking to the Lord and I repented. I said, Lord, I said, I'm so sorry. I said, this beautiful worship music's going on and, and everyone's telling you how great you are. And here I am complaining to you. I just want to apologize. I repent. And I said, Lord, and I lifted my hands once more. I said, I love you so much. And when I began to worship him and said, I love you so much, suddenly wow. something happened. <laughs> something happened. And now I know. He touched me. And my hands immediately started to burn. And my feet started to burn. And, when, and, and I felt it was almost like I was in a bubble of His presence. Just boom, I felt this overwhelming, saturating, like someone was pouring something down on me. And I was immediately baptized in the Holy Ghost and when i went to shout out in english ah, you know i was going to just shout you know this other language came out of me and i was instantaneously drunk in the spirit i now i had a very hard heart and everything and i didn't you know i was very hard towards people well as as he's filling me i start to weep and i start to weep for kashokton and 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 i thought if everybody in the world could feel what i'm feeling right now there'd be no atheists there would be no doubt right <laughs> And immediately I was filled with the Spirit. It, I, I went from laughing to crying to, to everything, you know? And I was jumping and I was dancing and I was a very shy person. And, I'm, and I would never make a scene or draw attention to myself like I was. And I was shouting out in other tongues. Well, the, the two elders, one was a Nazarene, the other was a Calvinist. The two elders, it, it was a weird church, <laughs> you know? And uh, they came on either side of me and they grabbed me. But it made it worse because the moment they grabbed me, I slipped out of their arms. I fell into the pew and I started rolling into the pew. You know, like holy roller, you know. And I didn't, I'm rolling now into the pew. I can only imagine the horror for these people of what they saw trying to build a nice, dignified church. (laughs) I'm rolling. They're like, "Um, what do we do? (laughs) You know? because every time they touched me, it got worse. It got more strong. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't speak, in, I couldn't even function. Literally, I was drunk. And so later, when I did sit down, and I've, looking back, the poor worship team, they didn't know what to do. They, they see me, I'm right on the second row. And so for about 40 minutes, they just were up there playing softly on their instruments. <laughs> you know. Well, anyway, when I finally was sitting there, I couldn't speak in English. And the Lord spoke to me. My hands and feet are burning. He said, I'm going to use your hands. I'm going to use your feet. And I'm going to send you to nations. <laughs> well, the Calvinists, but you know Calvinists, they don't believe in any of this. Any of it. Any of it. But this Calvinist guy, he comes up to me. And he was the elder. He said, uh, he said I saw this when I was a kid. He said, I've seen this before. He said, I know this is God. Jesus. And he put his head down. He said, would you pray for me? <laughs> he said, I had been secretly praying that this would happen in this church. And I, I laid my hands on him and I started to pray. And then the, the other guy came, the Nazarene. He, he said, I'll take some of that. And he knelt down. <laughs> and I remember the one thing I could feel in English because my hands literally burning, burning. I could, they felt like different hands. I grabbed his hands. And I said, Lord, whatever's on me, give him some. In Jesus' name. And then I, I said, Do you feel that? And he goes, No. <laughs> I said, Well, I do <laughs> You know, he didn't feel it. I felt it. You know. And he's like, No, I don't feel anything, you know. But anyway, it changed my life. It changed my life. But what 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 made that happen? It was hunger. It was really it's a matter of desire. And the Lord's touched me in many ways, and in some ways, I guess you could say more powerful in that the experience was more dramatic, but I, I tell you that first time the Lord touches you I think is the most powerful because it's that first experience you have with the Lord. I've had many other touches from the Lord, and every time the Lord's touched me it's been in a place where I'm hungry and I'm desiring more of Him and I'm wanting Him to fill me. Right? Hallelujah. Everyone say hunger. hunger. Everyone say Thirst. thirst. Matthew 5, 6, blessed. Glory to God. Blessed. Everyone say, I'm blessed. blessed. You're blessed if you're hungry. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be, not they might be, they shall be filled. Someone says, I've been hungry and I've been thirsty but I'm not filled. No, don't lie in church. Because when you're hungry and you're thirsty, the Lord is going to fill you. He's going to touch you. Can you say Amen? amen. I've had, I, especially when I first started the church, because you have nothing to lose. You know, people come, they're visiting, and you just you have nothing, no one to lose. You know, and uh, people used to come to me. They said, "Well, I am hungry. It's just not working." And I would look at them and say, "You're not hungry enough. Don't tell me you're hungry. You got to get hungry." Amen. Hallelujah! because it says you shall, these are the words of Jesus, they shall be filled. I believe 2020 is a, day, or is a year where you are not just going to get filled and leak out. This is a year that you are going to get filled and you are going to stay filled. If that sounds like you, just say amen. Amen. <laughs> now, this morning I actually want to talk to you because there's many areas we could talk about getting hungry for His Spirit, hungry in the realm of the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. Desiring the best gifts, desiring that the Lord would use you in the gifts of the spirit who in this place you want the Lord to start using you in the gifts in a greater way, in a greater dimension. Amen So you can have a desire in that area you know if you if you need healed in your body you need to go after the Lord and desire that and, and go after him for that. any, any answer to prayer really the, the, the key to a lot of answer prayer is you got to get hungry for it. You got to get desperate for it. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. You know, in America, we like things instantly. I love 2020. I love fast internet. (laughs) Amen. Our Wi Fi downstairs is very slow. It was literally like dial up this morning trying to get my notes. And I thought, man, I'm so thankful for high speed internet. I remember when, uh, who remembers the 56K modem? Who remembers dial up? 56 kilobytes per second. Now we are at like a gigabyte per, you know, you can go up that that far. Anyway, I am losing some of you. Amen. We like things instant, but the things of God are not always instant. Especially for the believer, where I have seen more people get healed by just, you know, speaking the Word over their life. Healing comes through meditation of the Word. Then I have seen, you know, now I have seen believers instantly heal. But I will tell you this, I see more sinners instantly healed as we lay hands on them. The believers, we can meditate on His Word. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, 20-23 that we, as we meditate on His Word there is healing and there is life in that. Amen? Yeah. So, sometimes there are things that just aren't instantaneously. And just because they are not instantaneous doesn't mean that you need to give up. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It just means you need to turn up the heat and get even more hungry. Yeah. And yeah. go to the Lord and find out is there an issue Right. It's, let's say you're believing God for something, you need to go to the Lord and, and if that prayer is delayed, let's, you know, if you've been seeking something for years or months, you know, sometimes you seek months or years, but you know, there are certain things that the Lord says that we can just have. And so sometimes you need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, if, if, is there an issue somewhere? Is there something I need to adjust in my life so that I can even be in the place to receive what you want to give me? Right? Are you with me it's the same page? Because sometimes there is a problem, and I'll tell you this, if there is a problem, it's not with God, so don't get frustrated with Him, as if He's the problem. Well, Lord, I'm just so frustrated, I, you know, (laughs) ask the Lord, if there's a problem, what is it? It's normally with us. So sometimes, and I talked about it this morning on the radio, that sometimes when we get frustrated, we just need to know that, you know, if there's a problem, it's not with the Lord, it's with us, And, and when we pray... And we're asking the Lord in the realm of prayer for something, we need to sometimes wait on the Lord after we pray and and let him speak to us. Because sometimes your breakthrough is after you pray, the Lord will speak to you and say, make this change, make this adjustment, build up your faith in this area of the word. Let me ask you, you know, maybe you're believing for something. Are are you doing everything that you know to do scripturally? Amen. You're you're walking in love. You are walking in forgiveness, right? And then what the Lord told you personally, are you doing everything the Lord told you to do personally? Amen. If the answer is yes, having done all the stand, stand therefore, believe God is coming your way. Is that making sense? Anyway, I am trying not to get too far into it, but then I am going into it and I don't want to get everyone confused because I don't want to preach something else. Amen. Hallelujah. So, let me bring myself back. So this morning, I'm actually, I want to talk to you about hunger, but specifically hunger for the Word of God. Specifically, I want to talk to you this morning about hunger for this right here. Hunger for the Word. Amen? Amen. It'd be great if every time we had a need, we could just come to the man of God, he waves his hand over us, and it's instantly gone but you know what? I, w- I want to show you something. I want to show you something this morning. What this word can do for you and what it can do in your life. Hallelujah. Hunger for the word. So what is the, what, is, what is the word exactly? What is, when we have this, we have this, we have the Bible. Well, what is it? So I said, well, it's scripture. It's the Bible. Of course, there's many translations of the Bible. So I says, what's the best translation? Well, get one you can understand. Amen. And uh, if you have that question you can ask me, I'm not going to get into what is the best translation, hallelujah, but I do encourage people, get one that you can understand. Get one you can actually read. Amen. I have a King James Amplified, and then I really like the NLT, which the NLT is probably not the best to study from. Amen. But I'll just say this, get one you can understand. Who enjoys our Bible studies? We need to start those back up. I know we've been kind of in limbo with the building and everything, but um, Number one, the Word of God is God-breathed. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. It says, All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, and, and thoroughly furnished unto all good works." So, that's one thing. As we go to the Word, it says that the Word is profitable for doctrine, for, which, praise God, we can get our doctrine straight from the Bible, not some book that someone wrote, that some harebrained revelation that they had. Amen. We can go right to the Word for doctrine. Amen. For reproof and for correction, how many of you guys have ever been reading the Bible and it corrects you? Yeah. Yeah. How many of you had the Lord straight rebuke you? <laughs> you're reading the word, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, geez. <laughs> Amen. It, it, it's it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Hallelujah! That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. So, the Word of God. It is God breathed. So, every word in this Bible came, it was men who wrote it, but they wrote it under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. So, I mean, you know, me and Eddie were, you know, know someone who is talking recently uh, that you know the Word of God isn't enough and, how, and they're a Christian, they're a believer, but they're learning this from people who are ministers, amen. But, you know, they're even Christians, they believe, well, the Word of God is just not enough. And they said, well, when the Word doesn't work, we have other tools. And you know what I mean? It's like, come on, the Word works. Can you say amen? amen. Yes. And if the Word isn't working, it's because you're not working the Word. Yeah, right. Amen. Because the Bible says that, you know, God said, I hold my word above my name. And he says that I am watchful over my word to perform it. Right? And then it says in Mark 16 at the very last verse, the Lord worked with the disciples confirming what? The word with signs following. So, I believe the word of God can be confirmed and performed in your life. But you've got to work the word. Can you say amen? So, all scripture is God breathed. So what, what the Word is, it's God-breathed. Number two, now look at this. This is very special, and this is very important for you to get. If you get something this morning, get this. The Word of God is what the Holy Spirit ignites in you. How many of you guys know there's something called the fire of God? Hallelujah. Who wants his fire? Yes. Fuego. Yes. Amen. Come on. Who wants to be more on fire? Yes. <laughs> John Wesley said, I think it was John Wesley who said, you know, I just set myself on fire and other people come to watch me burn. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I want yeah. that to be me. And I want that to be you too. Yeah. So, But but someone says, well, how do I get the fire of God? Well, I mean, we can pray for you. But you know what? We can pray for you to get the fire. But we don't want you to just be a Holy Ghost sparkler that will sparkle for a little bit and then come to the, your, the end of your wick and then just kind of, you know what I mean? Some believers are like that. They get the fire for like two days, <laughs> or a week, or a month. Someone says, well, how do I live in the fire? How do I get it and keep it? Well, it's the Word of God that is actually the substance that the Holy Spirit comes to ignite in you. That's what keeps you ablaze. Can you say amen? amen. Someone says, well, how, do you, how can you say that? Jeremiah, you already know where I'm going now, Jeremiah... 20 and verse 9. And then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could I could not stay. Another translation says, I couldn't contain his word. Amen. So it's the the fire of God comes by you filling yourself with the Word of God. You know, if you're going to start a fire, you know, if you like camping or whatever, you go out and you start a fire. What do you do first? You put logs, Amen, and then you set the logs ablaze, and then you have a fire. So the Word of God, it's like those logs, and that means every day you get the fire of the Holy Ghost. That means every day you need to throw another log on the fire. Are you with me now? I'm talking about the Word. You should listen to teaching. Who listens to anointed teaching, preaching of the Word? You should do that. You should do it every day. However, teaching of the Word of God and preaching does not replace at all you having time in the Word. Don't look at me like that. Amen. (laughs) Amen. It doesn't replace it. I'm just telling you right now, you can listen to teaching till you're blue in the face, memorize the five point sermons. But at the end of the day, it's this is what the Holy Spirit ignites this, this right here. especially you get under the anointing, that's just adding gasoline to the fire. Amen. Hallelujah. But uh, it's His Word. This is what the Holy Spirit ignites. So it says, well, I'm not on fire like I used to be. Well, I'll tell you what probably happened. You probably stopped reading this like you should have been. I'm not speaking as someone who hasn't been there. Where I've got not you know now but you know you grow up and everything you you read the word you get on fire you stop reading the word that fire will begin to go and then what happens you start blowing smoke and we can see that there used to be a fire there but it's gone, amen. amen. And I'll say this too: how you read the word is just as important, not just. So this is "Why I read it every day, brothers." Yeah, but how you read it is just as important as reading it. Because Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear. You have to say, Holy Spirit, as I'm reading this word, speak to me. When you go to the word of God, you have to know, this this word is God breathed to me. Now what am I doing right now? I'm speaking to you, but I'm breathing. I'm breathing out words to you. Oh, come on, if you get this. When you read this word... It's God breathing life into you. It's God breathing words into you. When you read this, it's God speaking to you. To you. To you. Personally. You have to have that awareness when you're reading the Word. Who's ever talked to somebody and you can tell they're not hearing what you're even saying. They have a glazed look over their face. Who knows? Sometimes I'm preaching and people have that look over their face. They just... You know, I, I can tell they're hearing me, but they're not getting it. They're hearing me, but they're not listening. Yes, Who's it. ever talked to someone? Isn't that frustrating? Because you're thinking, what am I doing even wasting my time here? I might as well just, you know. Okay, let me flip it. Who's ever, someone's been talking to you, and you get the glazed look on your face. <laughs> 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 Amen. <Yeah. laughs> Two of you, amen. You know what I'm talking about? They're talking and suddenly you're you're somewhere else. Who's really good at it to where you can go, oh, yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, but then (laughs) up here you're somewhere else. (laughs) Don't do that to the Lord. If He speaks, don't harden your heart. Don't do that to the Lord. When He's speaking to you through it, <laughs> I feel the adult, I tell you what. When you're reading this word, don't get a glazed look over your face, over your eyes. Don't read, oh, I've read this chapter, let me just skip through that, I know that. Let me just skim, let me just skim, let me just skim. No, every time you read this, it should be like, you should have the mindset of it, it's like the very first time I've ever read it. I'm reading through Matthew. I don't know how many times I've read Matthew. I'm reading through it right now. And and every every chapter I act like it's the very first time I've ever heard it. Get to Matthew 3. He'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. Oh, that's in there? You know, It's like the very first time I've ever read it. We should always be like a child when it comes to reading His Word. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I've read this. I'm going to go play in the book of maps. I see that sometimes I'm preaching. I go look at what someone's doing with their Bible. They look like, yeah, amen, you know, they look like they're paying attention. Then you go and you look, and they're looking at the maps. Who's ever done that? I've done that. (laughs) They're going, oh, so that's where Jerusalem is. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it's over in the, you know, it's another, you know. Don't, Get a glazed look over your eyes when you're reading the word. You shouldn't do it at church either. I mean, if you're going to come to church, you might as well receive something, Amen. right? Might as well come hungry. Might as well come to receive. Otherwise, just stay home. I mean, I would. Amen. So says the pastor. Did not just tell me to stay home. Stay home if you're just going to sleep anyway. You can get it by osmosis. You get it by hunger. Get it by thirst. Are you with me? The word of God is what the Holy Ghost ignites in you. You want to get on fire for God this year like you've never been before, or you want to get it more on fire? Fill yourself with this word. Fill yourself. Amen. Whoever, when you build a fire, you want to see how big you can get it. <laughs> Hey, man, you want to see? Man, when I lived in the country, me and my dad had some big fires. You know, we had all this land in the country, and there was this shed way up in, in the hill, and Dad spent all day tearing the shed down. Man, I had never seen a fire so big. That thing went over rooftops. It was huge. And I thought, you know what? That's, that's the kind of believer that I want to be. Yes. I want to be burning so bright for the Lord. Yes. I don't want to be some Holy Ghost sparkler. I don't want to be this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. I wanna be on fire. I want I want it to be evident that people see Jesus when they're with me. They feel Jesus when they're with me. Are you come on, hallelujah? Glory to God. I wanna you know, I remember when Dad had that big fire, I thought, what if someone sees this and calls the fire department? You know, I want when the religious people to see me, I want them to call the fire department. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> Amen. The Sudden, suddenly, the, the Pharisees come out of the woodwork. <laughs> hey, we can't have fire this big. Yes. You're burning everything down. <laughs> well, that's what we're here to do. Yes. Amen. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah, you know, there's a lady I met at the Yucatan. She had a vision of Cushocton, and she's seen it was like this forest, but it was kind of like, Ugh, yeah, whatever, you know? And then suddenly she's seen a fire come through and burn the whole forest down, and then she said she's seen life begin to spring up, and it was about Cushocton. She's seen life begin to spring up all over Cushocton, and all these green, beautiful plants sprung up everywhere. But first there was fire to burn out all the old junk, and then new life came. You know, it's the fire of God. Yeah, it'll do that to a region, but it's the fire of God that will do that in your heart where the fire will burn out all the junk in you, and then new life can spring up. Are you with me? He can burn out the stagnation. Yeah? He can burn out tradition, religion, anything that clogs your heart. He can come and burn that out. He, He can burn out sin habitual, something you're stuck in that you can't get the victory over, there's nothing wrong with you that a little bit more of His fire can't come and burn out of your life. Right? right? Yes. But how, how do we get that kind of a fire? The Word. The Word. You know, I've found this now, what, seven years we've had the church and you, you know, we've I've met hundreds of people dealing with people and, and people's spiritual problems and I remember when I first started ministry, there was some stuff that people would tell me. I was 22 years old. I thought, man, <laughs> I'm too young to hear this still. You know, there are some people, there's one person I told them, I said, look, you're coming to me for wisdom. I said, uh, <laughs> I said, I haven't even lived long enough to get in that mess. <laughs> you know, I said, I don't know what to tell you other than what the Bible tells you. You know, it's like very good pastoring right there. I don't know what to tell you. I haven't lived long enough to even understand what they are going through. But here's what the Bible says, you know. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 23 and verse 29, the Lord says, Is not my word like a fire? Is not my word like a fire? Says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. You know, I really want to challenge you. What's your life in the Word look like? So I read like a half a verse a day. So I said, no, I get a lot of Bible. I, I share all these Bible scriptures on Facebook. What what's your life in the Word like? Right. Well, once a week. Would you feed your body once a week? Don't you what do you do? You eat through the day. You even snack through the day. Not right now during the fast, but you know what I mean? <laughs> when when you're like when you are left to your own devices. Who you eat in the morning you eat in the, the afternoon or the, the the afternoon you eat in the evening, and what are you doing through you're taking you're snacking I got to watch the wheat thins because those can sit next to my bed and it'll be two in the morning i 'll just reach down and before I sleep, I just put a few in my mouth <laughs> shouldn't we be like that with the word of God Meditate on my word in the day and the night and you'll have success in whatever you do. That's what he said in Joshua. Meditate on my word in the day. Psalms 1, it says they meditate on your word in the day and the night and they prosper in anything they do. They're like a tree planted, you know, they produce fruit and everything, even in their old age. Amen. So it's the word. It's not a once a week thing. It's not a what every other day. When I get mine to it, when I get time. You don't do that with food. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's the word that you need to live a a, a victorious spiritual life. Can you say amen? So, Jeremiah 23, the Lord said, Is not my word like a fire... And I like this in Jeremiah 5. I just threw this in here for free. Jeremiah 4.14. Wherefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, because you speak my word, behold, I will make my words in your mouth fire, and the people will be wood, and it shall devour them. So you can get, I believe, you know, and of course he's talking about this whole thing, but I believe you can get to the place where you're so full of the word that it begins to come out of you, and then that fire starts to spread right? How I many of you guys know fire spreads? It's not just about you getting fire, but then it's about the people around you getting fire. Oh hallelujah. So what is the Word of God? It's God breathed. Number two, it's, it's what the Holy Spirit ignites in you. You have to. It is totally important that you are in the Word every day for you to maintain that fire, to keep that fire going. Amen? Uh, it's, uh, here's another one, and, and then we'll keep going. It's our weapon in battle. Oh, come on! The Word of God. What is it? It's God breathed. It's what the Holy Spirit ignites. It's our weapon in battle. Ephesians 6 and verse 17, put on the helmet of salvation and take up the sword of the Spirit, which is what? The Word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the Word of God is quick and powerful. I like that. The Word of God is quick Hallelujah. It's powerful and it says it is sharper than any two-edged sword. So the, the Word of God, is, it's our weapon in battle. What did David say to Goliath when he faced him? He said, You come at me with a sword and a spear, but I come at you in the name of the Lord. It is the Word of God that is our weapon against the enemy. Because when the enemy comes and he tries to put sickness and disease or poverty or lack or depression or anxiety or fear, what do we resist the devil with? The Word of God. What do we do when the enemy comes to us? Did we call up Pastor Zach? No. Amen. Though I will pray for you I will be there for you anytime you need me. However, what do we do when the enemy comes in? We begin to speak the Word. Yes. Right? How did Jesus resist Satan? It is written, it is written, it is written. That means when you wake up in the morning or whenever if the enemy is there to put discouragement on you, what do you do? You have to rise up. You have to begin to encourage yourself in the Lord and begin to speak the Word of the Lord. Amen. When poverty and life tries to come, when lack tries to come on you, which it's no respecter of persons. How many of you guys know lack will try to attach itself, especially to believers? It'll try to. But then, what, what can we do in return? We know it says in Galatians 3 that Jesus became the curse for us and He broke the power of the curse. What was the curse? Lack was in the curse. We know in Psalms it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. We begin to declare the word of the Lord and that is our weapon against the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, yeah we have a shield of faith while well, I am just standing in faith. You also have a sword to attack the enemy with. Who was I, I think Kenneth Hagin? Uh, the enemy was attacking him with uh, in the realm because you know he was healed of a heart condition as a young boy. Well, he started to have these heart symptoms, so he he was you know getting this attack, and he spoke to the enemy. He said, "You just you sit down right there." He pulled out a chair. He said, "You sit down right here," and he pulled out the Bible and he began to read every scripture on healing. And he said then he said I feel like the enemy was just about to leave and he said I call I said no you get back in here I'm not done with you. You sit right there and he began to speak the word of God. Amen. You resist the enemy he'll flee. You use the sword of the spirit. Attack back. Amen. Is this good? Is this helping anybody? Should we change the subject? Hallelujah. So, what the Word of God is, it's God breathed. It's what the Holy Spirit ignites. It's your weapon in battle. It's your weapon. It's your weapon. Use your weapon. So, I said, well, could you use your weapon for me? Probably, but you have one too. If an intruder was breaking into your house, would you call up Pastor Zach? Now, Pastor Zach, I know you have that. (laughs) Amen. What one was it again, Larry? The what's it called? The pistol that I have. What is it? The, the three. You have that three. Could you come over here and take care of it? You know. You'd probably want to call Tom or Larry for it. You know, Tom has an arsenal. I'm just saying right now. He just. <laughs> would you want to call? Thank God, if you are have a gun and you have ammo, you can deal with the thing. Amen. Hopefully, you don't have to shoot it. Amen. Sometimes you can just wave it. Amen. I was looking at guns one time. This, this, this guy pulled out a big revolver. The thing was this big. And he said, I recommend that you get this one. He was joking. He said, you get this one for your starter gun. I said, man, if I, if I shot that thing, it would break my wrists." He said, well, you would never have to shoot it. If you were getting robbed, you just have to pull it out and the guy would poop his pants and run away. And I thought, okay. Amen. Would you call up someone to get them to use their weapon or would you just pull out your weapon and you know what I mean? Yeah, you can get other people to do it for you, but you, you have a sword. I don't know about you, but every day I want to go and just sharpen my sword. You go look at, at soldiers, like the old soldiers and everything, when they're getting ready for war, what are they doing? They're sitting there before battle, what are they doing? The sharpening. Amen. I believe God's raising up a believer in Kashockton whose swords are sharp. And they're ready for battle. Everyone say hunger. Hunger. Talking about hunger for the word. So, what the word of God is, it's God breathe. The Holy Spirit ignites you. It's our weapon in battle. What does the word of God do in your life? Are you ready for this? Number one, this is what the Word of God does. As you go to the Lord and you begin to get this Word on the inside of you, man, I believe, I, I feel, if you could just do this, let 2020 be the year where you fill yourself with the Word of God. Having that daily time where you're spending in the Word reading it, I'd say this too, audio Bibles are great Who's ever listened to an audio Bible? Keep that thing playing. Hallelujah. Get the Word of God in you. Fill yourself with the Word of God like never before. What the Word of God does. Number one, the Word brings spiritual and physical health. Proverbs 4, 20-22. Why don't you turn there in your Bibles? Proverbs 4, verse 20. you there just say Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Proverbs 4. It says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ears unto my saying, and let them not depart from thine eyes, and keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life. Unto those who find them, and they are health to all their flesh. So he's saying in verse 22 My word is life to those who find them, and and their health to all. Everyone say all. All All their flesh. Now that word life, if you go in this in your bullet tonight, it should be, I think. The word life, if you go look up that word, it also, you can look up the definition of that word, it's where you can also get the word revival or spiritual life. The word of God can bring revival to you personally. As one man of God said, just draw a circle around yourself and have your own revival. Why wait on the church to have some meeting? Why wait till flood conference? Hello! Revival is not a meeting. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. It's a way that we live. You, we shouldn't just wait for a meeting. We should be the meeting in Coshocton, Ohio on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. In your workplace, at the post office, at the store. We should be bringing the meeting to them. Can you say amen? Yes, but you've got to carry that. How do you carry that? With the word in your heart. And not, it's just in there, but it's alive in there. Amen. It's living on the inside of you. There's some believers, you get around them, they know a lot about what the Bible says, but you can tell it's not alive in them because you don't see it operating in their life. Amen. So, you have to say, Lord, let this Word go deep in my my heart, but Lord, let it produce fruit in my life on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't want to just know everything about what the Bible says about healing. I want to know the truth and I want that truth to be operating in my life and producing fruit everywhere I go. (laughs) You get around some believers, they know everything that there is to know about a certain subject. But then you don't see it in operation. You want it an operation. Yes. Because then it will it'll benefit your life. However, it'll help people everywhere you go. Yes. Everywhere you go. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. <laughs> now, excuse me as I get excited. You can just sit there and blink at me. Come on, go ahead. Amen. But <laughs> 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 Amen. It's not like we don't have room here to run around and do a jumping jack or two. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. Yes. Their life. Yes. His word. It's life. It's spiritual life. You get around spiritually dead people, what, what's going on? What aren't they doing? They're not attending to His words. They're not keeping what He says. Keep my word in the midst of thine heart. That means through the day you're thinking about his word. You're, you're gnawing on it. You're, you're, you're thinking. When you're faced with a situation, you're not just, oh, what am I going to do? You're going to say, what does the word say about this situation? And I'm going to take that and apply it to this situation. And I'm going to get victory over it in Jesus' mighty name. Right? <laughs> Man, that hit me. <laughs> uh, for they are alive. His, his word is alive. It's spiritual life. It's spiritual life. Spiritual life. Spiritual life. Spiritual life. Spiritual life. Now what does it say in First John? It says, I would that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. As you're Hallelujah. prospering in your soul, you're prospering in, even spiritually, you're going to see health come. It says, they are life unto those who find them, and they are health. Now, they are health to all their flesh. Now, that word health, again, it might, may be in your bulletin, but that word health, if you look that up in Hebrew, that's actually the word medicine. Medicine. How mm. I many of you guys know medicine isn't always an instant thing? Sometimes you take medicine. You know, one time I had an infection. I had to take this antibiotic. I had to take it for like a week. You know what I mean? But, but the Bible says that my word is medicine, health, it's healing to all their flesh. So... Take your medicine every day, right? Who takes like a multivitamin every day? You know, yeah, yeah, can do that. Hallelujah! Everyone say health. 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 Healing to all their flesh. So then, when the enemy now look at this too, because the enemy will lie to you and say, "Well, you're not written. No, there's something wrong." Who's ever had the devil lie to you and say that, you know, there's a symptom here, and then it's something big. And then the worst thing you can do, you know, I have a symptom. And then you go to Dr. Google, and then you Google, (laughs) who's ever done that? Then you Google it, and you find out. It's never good news. It's never, ever good news. So then you Google it. You find out it's some rare thing, and then you're laying in bed that night. You know, and your eyes are wide open. You're looking at the ceiling. Oh, no, I'm going to die. You know what I'm talking about. You know, hey, shouldn't, instead of going to Google, shouldn't we go to the Word of God? Shouldn't we go to the truth of the Word of God and find out that we're healed, not that we're sick? Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes. We should should find out that by His stripes I was healed. There is a healing available to me. It was bought and paid for 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross, and I'm going to receive that, and I'm going to walk in that in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the Word of God that it will bring healing and health to all your flesh. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Who in this place in days gone by, the Lord has healed you of something? Amen. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. So if he did it then, are you telling me he won't do it now? No, he, he'll do it. He'll do it again. Amen. Because the Word works. The Word of God works. Hallelujah. I believe a full healing this year in Jesus' name, full, full, a completed work in your life in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, hallelujah, I feel that. Amen. You know, because sometimes the devil will come year after year, this, around the same time, who knows what I'm talking about, around the same time every year and he'll flare something up. And he'll try to put it, he'll even try to put it back on you. But you're not going to go back. You're going to go forward. You're not yes. going to go from sickness to sickness. Yes. You're going to go from strength to strength. Yes. Amen. Yes. And I believe as we're, Hallelujah. okay, I believe as we're, as we're filling ourselves with the word of God this year. Come on, imagine what your life would be like at the end of 2020 if you spent a whole year just doing everything in your power to fill yourself with the Word. Not just reading the chapter, I just read a chapter, but you fill yourself with the Word of God. It's something that's set before you all through the day, through the week. You're thinking about it in your car. I mean, come on, think about how radical of a difference that would make in your life. By the end of the year, you'd be a different person. Right? You'd be yeah. told, the, so, so, well, you know, I'm having trouble in this area. Fill yourself with the Word in that area. Right, Are you with me? Yes. Is this helping anyone? Yes. This is making me so excited. Now look at this, First Peter 2 and verse 2. It says, like newborn babies <laughs> crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Wow. Now I was thinking about this. Because, uh, you know, when you first get saved there is that, you know, growing up spiritually that has to happen. How many of you guys know that? When someone first gets saved they are like a baby. I mean, how many of you guys know a baby can't feed itself. What do you have to do? With a baby you have to take a bottle, you have to put the food in the baby's mouth, right? Right. So, you know, when someone first gets saved, you know, we want to help them, we want to take care of them, we want to put the Word of God into them. But then what happens, as they begin to grow they realize that they can feed themselves right? And they can read the Bible themselves. They can go and, and study the Word. They can pray themselves. Yeah. So when you get to that point where you're feeding yourselves, you can change your own diaper. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> or use the toilet like a big boy. Amen. They, 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 can, they can pray themselves. They can read the Word. That's when they begin to grow. Amen. Amen. But then I was thinking, well, at what point is it like someone's, they're, they're mature now? And then I begin to think, really, we never really plateau. I mean, you, you come out of that childhood, you can mature and you do mature in the Lord. But really, we're going to be constantly growing in the Lord until the day we breathe out our last breath and go to heaven. And Who knows that there? We might even still be taking all of eternity just to realize who God is and how big He is. You know what I mean? It just Wow. But it says like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Some of you guys know the Bible says we can go from glory to glory, but we're, we're ever maturing in the Lord. Amen. Man, I thought when I graduated, the only time I knew everything about what the Bible says was when I graduated Bible school. That was literally the only time in my life I had all the answers. And I spent a couple years of ministry and I thought, I have a lot of questions. Amen. Hallelujah. You should never get to a place in your spiritual walk with the Lord where you plateau. Exactly. Come on. Because if you're not going forward with the Lord, you're you're going to be going backwards. There's no. It, it's an inclined. Right. It, there's only up and up and up. There's never a plateau where you. I'm just going to chill out here. That's where you die spiritually. That's where you lose your hunger. The only time you plateau is when you lose your hunger for the Word. Isn't that right? So the Bible says we can grow up in our salvation. I don't know about you. I want to continue to grow in the mature. So it says, I'm already a mature believer. No, you're going to be ever-growing. Yes, come on. And I want to mature even more. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. (laughs) I have a lot of growing to do. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So the Word of God brings spiritual and physical health. So if I was like I'm I'm your pastor, but if I was your doctor and if I was to examine you, I don't want I want to find okay your lymph nodes are good. There's no spiritual infection there. Amen. I want to check okay your ears. Okay, your ears are good. There's no wax clogging. Amen. I want to make sure your eyes are good. You can see. Hallelujah. Who wants to be spiritually healthy? Amen. You don't want spiritual diabetes. <laughs> Amen. You don't want you don't want a spiritual infection. <laughs> Let me get off that. <laughs> what does the word do? It brings, it brings health in your, in your spirit and physically, physical health. Last point on that. When you read the Bible, when you're reading, you should know that as I'm reading, there's health coming into my body. I'm taking medicine right now. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I might preach the same sermon for the next month. Hallelujah. And then when we really get it, then I'll preach the next sermon. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what Edie was telling me. I think it was Copeland. Someone said, asked him, don't you have anything else to preach other than faith? They were sick of hearing him talk about faith. He said, once you get it, I'll preach something else. <laughs> You know, I spent almost a whole year one time just preaching Mark 4. It was like, can't you cook anything else? You know what I mean? It was like every week, Mark 4, Mark 4, Mark 4, Mark 4. You know? And then I thought, well, I guess, you know, when they get it, then we can move on. Amen. Hallelujah. When you read this word, when you read the Bible, you got to know that, man, as I'm reading this right now, it's not only, uh, yeah, spiritual life, but even physical strength, physical health right now is coming into my body. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Isn't that awesome? Yes. You, know, you take a multivitamin every day. You need to be taking your medicine every day. Spiritual medicine, spiritual life. And it says in First Peter, pure spiritual milk. I listen to teaching every day, and you should listen to teaching. There's some great teachers of the word out there, and preachers, and pastors, and evangelists. But pure, no additives. You can have pure spiritual milk, and this is what's going to cause you to grow. Amen. 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 Who's going to grow this year? Amen. Me. I'm growing. Hallelujah. The word brings faith. Number two, the word brings faith. Romans 10 and verse 17, we know this verse. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And everyone can nod and agree and yes, amen, Pastor. I have that one memorized. I have that highlighted in my Bible. <laughs> but when you really get that, that it's so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of, of the Lord. Now you, you got to get this, Edie, Bridget. Uh, Hallelujah. Jim, you got to really get this. Rosie, hallelujah. Brenda, Tim, all y'all, hallelujah. hallelujah. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Wish I had a demon right now. I could just, right now. Just I'm so excited about this. Hallelujah. <laughs> so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. What's happening as we're going out on the streets, door-to-door, mm-hmm. nursing homes, jail, preaching the gospel? Faith comes by hearing the word. As we're preaching the gospel to thousands of people in the city, faith for salvation is coming into our city. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come, on. Come on. Yes. Yes. Come on. Did you get yes. that? Yes. Because and shall be yes. saved. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory yes. to God. Yes. So I said, well, are they really saved? <laughs> No, you don't get the point of what we're doing. As we're taking the gospel, yeah. people having a face-to-face encounter. We're not leaving a gospel soul winning track on a urinal. Yeah. So when someone's doing their business, they can look at a gospel track. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever <laughs> seen that, but that happens. We're not leaving people a million-dollar bill tip. That has the gospel so winning track. No, we are face to face encountering people, sharing the gospel. And Paul said what? I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of God. As we're going door to door, as we're going into our city, as we do our outreaches, as we're hitting it with the gospel, faith to be saved is coming into our city. Yes. Oh, That's great. That's great. But now it works in your life because you got saved, you got born again, and how did that happen? Faith came to you when you heard the Gospel and you gave your life to the Lord, right? But it then works in other areas too. It works in the realm of of healing, it works in the realm of provision, joy. Come on, you need to carry joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory, you need to carry that. Why? Because that's your strength. Who's noticed the devil is not giving us a free run up the side in Coshocton, Ohio? Who noticed the devil wasn't like, oh, you're here, come on in, take the whole city, we don't, we are done, you know? No, he, he tries to oppose us every which way. He's getting beat badly. I mean, it's really embarrassing. I would hate to be on his team. I really would. I mean, last I heard ten witch covens in Keshach, whatever. I mean, I, I would just hate to be on that side of the fence. Amen. But how many of you guys know it's, it's, it's the Word of God that's going to build yes. Amen. your faith in every area. Amen. Every area. Every single area. But you need the joy. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. You need peace. Amen. And it takes faith. To activate what, over 7,000 promises? It takes faith to activate the Word of God because it says in Hebrews that the Word did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. Yeah. Right? So when I'm reading this Word, oh Lord, I, Jesus feeds the 5,000. Lord I thank You for multiplication in my life in the name of, I'm reading this word, but I'm not reading it like some history book of something that happened 2,000 years ago. I'm reading about something that still has power today. It still has power in my life. I'm reading something that's going to be working for me on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, and the people around me. So man, when I read this word, you know, I get excited. When I read this word, I have a hard time just sitting and reading. I do just like I preach. Oh, come on. When you build yourself up in the Word in certain areas, you won't come crashing down at the sign of a first storm. Amen. So it says, man, I was going good. I was serving the Lord. Then this thing came out of nowhere, and it began to hit. And then Jesus said, if you don't build your life upon my Word, the storm comes and you'll come crashing down. But when your life is built upon my Word, when the storm comes, you're still going to be standing. And I got to say, I'm so proud of the people at this church because I see some of you who the worst storm that for a normal person, normal, (laughs) normal, whatever, where it would be enough to take most Christians totally out. I've seen some of you stand in the middle of the of the worst storms from hell. Hallelujah. I think that's awesome. I think that's and, and to me, it shows me the power of his word and that it's working in your life. Right. I'm serious, just looking around. I mean, I'll tell you. You guys are powerful people. Powerful. 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. But it's the Word of God that causes us to stand. Are you with me? Yeah. It's number one. The, 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 the Word of God brings spiritual, physical health. And then it also, it, it brings us faith. Right? So this is pray for me that I'd get more faith. You can't pray for more faith. Now Jude says we can build up our most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. We can build our faith up by praying. And that's just taking the faith that's already there and stirring it. Who's ever had a soup and you have to stir the soup and it stirs and then it tastes real good? Amen? So you can build up your faith. But faith comes by filling yourself with the Word of God. I'm telling you in 2020 if you fill yourself with the Word of God you better get ready man. I'm talking about this year you're going to see some stuff, but coming towards the end of this year we're going to be, and some of you are probably going to walk across that river out there. I talked this morning, I'm talking about the prayer of faith on radio. And I was telling the people it's not tears that move God, it's faith that moves the hand of God. Amen. You getting something this morning? Amen. Amen. Everyone say hunger. Hunger, Last, right here. Oh, man, if you get something this morning. I hope you get this. This will change your life. Hallelujah. Number three, last point here. The word, hunger for the word, the word, oh, you're going to get this. The word hallelujah, will bring permanent freedom. Amen. Yes. Yes. Permanent. Permanent. Yes, it will. How many of you guys know you can come in a service and get free? You know, you can get free during the worship, man. The anointing comes in, every devil hits the ground, runs out the door, they get it off the property. Who knows what I'm talking about? You know, when I was in Bible school, the enemy was really attacking my life. Really strong, attacking my life, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know about my authority. I didn't know how to use the name. I didn't know anything. But I n- noticed the only place I get relief was being at church. I'd come to the service and I'd get relief, but then I'd leave. I'd go home and it'd come back on me ten times stronger, you know. And uh, it, it, but look, I want to show you something in in the word. So we can come to a service. We can get prayed for Amen. and get free. You can even look at this. Look, look. You can even get healed. And two days later, it comes back on you. Yes. Who, who's ever experienced that? Where you get healed, and then many of you, yeah, you get totally healed, and then a few days later, it's right back. Right? Because why? Why does that happen? Because you come in contact with the anointing, and when the anointing is here, that stuff goes. I, I know this drummer, and he was so sick. I mean, there was—he was running nose, he had a headache, and he, and he said, he said. Ah, I already know what's going to happen. I said, "What?" He said, "There's a revival tonight. I'm going to play." He said, "I already know what's going to happen. The moment I start playing, this is going to leave." He said, "It happens every time I start playing. When the anointing comes in, it leaves." He says, "Then I get off the stage and it comes back on me." (laughs) Surely, there's a way to just get it and keep it. Come on, come on, amen. Right? There's a way to get it and keep it, and that's exactly what happened to him. And I talked to him later that night. He's like, I went up there, I was clear, got off the stage, boom, it c- comes back on him. Now, this is why this is so important, because it's the Word of God that actually brings permanent freedom. I was listening to Brother Hagan. He said, it was so funny listening to him, because he said when he first came, you know, realized the authority of the believer, he said he started to have uh, 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 deliverance meetings. So he would, you know, and he was at the city and he, at this church, he would have these weekend deliverance meetings. So he said all these believers would come and they'd come to get delivered. So they would all get free. And then about a month later, he would have uh, loosing meetings where you'd come and get loosed. So he said the next month, all the same, belie- the same believers who came to get delivered came back to get loosed. What is that? It's the same thing, being delivered. And so the next month he he had get free meetings and he said the next month the same people who came to get delivered and the same people who came to get loose came to get free so i got delivered i got loose and now i've come back to get free and he said he realized after a while that those meetings aren't working and he went to the lord about it he said why he said these people they're getting free temporarily but then they come back and it comes right back on them and he said what is it and he said the lord spoke to him and the lord said and give them this verse, the same one I'm going to give you. John 8, verse 32. If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Yes. And the Lord told him, just start to teach the people to continue in my word and that's the answer. So he said he did that. He said he met those same people years later. And, and everyone he met that were in those meetings came to him and said they not only got free, they got permanently free. Because the word of God will not only get us free, it will keep us free. Oh, are you with me? Did you get that? The word of God brings, will bring permanent freedom. So you can get free. But what did Jesus say? If you continue in my word. Everyone say Continue. So it says, no, I started and then I got delivered and then I went back to my mess. Right? Someone says, no, I was going and I got free and then I just went right back to the way I was living. And what happened? It came right back on you. Sometimes there's an open door. Sometimes it's just you're out in the elements. You're out of the fire. Sometimes you're not. You know what I mean? He said, if you continue in my word... If you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, then what? Then you're truly my disciples. And then he said, and you will know the truth. And what does it say? The truth will make you free. Some of you guys know you can be free and then stay free. Continue in his word. Come on, if you grab this, I'm telling you, this will be a year like none other. There's one thing I'd love to see you do this year. It's to fill yourself with this word. Get a, hung, get a hunger for the word of God. Get a hunger for it. An appetite for it. So this says, no, I read a lot of books about the Bible. I'm not talking about books about the Bible. I'm talking about the Bible. I'm talking about scripture. Amen. Fill yourself with that this year. And I believe you're going to see fruit Thirty, sixty, a hundredfold in Jesus' name. Did you receive something this morning? Amen. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? Yes, he is. Be talking about hunger through this month. Amen.